Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business podcast, where we talk to interesting people about life and business. We cover their backgrounds, obstacles they've encountered, and find out what drives them. Along the way, our guests share nuggets you can use to drive your success. Reach me directly, D-A-M-O-N at ExitYourWay.us, or check out our website, ExitYourWay.us, for more information. I hope you enjoy our show. All right, everyone, welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pastalka, and boy, am I excited today. I, I just, I am really jacked about this. I have got with me Jason Forrest. Jason, welcome. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I've been, I've, this is, uh, it's five o'clock central time. I've had a day of prospecting, woke up my normal rituals to wake up at 4.30 every morning and go through a bunch of stuff. And uh, so I'm fired up. Dude, I knew I, I knew I liked you before this. I'm one of those crazy guys. I get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning. And today I woke up at 3.40 something and I was like, man, I need to get up because I had some inspiration, need to write, need to go through my routine because... You know, I'm one of those people that says if if I if I start my morning with something that gets me uh, gives me knowledge, gets me refreshed, or, or knowledge, inspiration, and energy, those are the three things that I try to inject before I get any other influences. Because then when I hit the day, it's like you're you're just like a Mack truck rolling through stuff. So love to hear that. And I forgot to say the cor- uh, the company too. It's Forest Performance Group. You've got a you've got an awesome company that helps develop sales warriors, man. And that's, that's what I want to talk about today. And thanks so much for being here, first of all. And let's start with your background, though, because I really like to understand and let the people that I interview talk about their background and, and how that really led you to where you are today. Yeah, so, so, so quick story. I was very fortunate. Uh, my father owns a jewelry store. He's 82 years old. He's had this same jewelry store now for 42 years. So I'm 42. Nice. So my whole life he's had this jewelry store. Uh, it's the oldest jewelry store in, in, in North Dallas. Um, and so my whole life I grew up in this kind of small business selling environment where, he, you know, where, where customers would come in and, and they were looking to buy a, buy a diamond ring. And they yep. were competing against, you know, he was competing against Tiffany's and Bockendorf's and Jared's and Gordon's and, and, you know, and he would have to convince them that, that his diamond was better than the diamond next door, even though they all buy the diamond from the same place. Yeah. And yeah. so I learned, I learned from him how important it is to sell the emotion. You know, he taught me a really cool, taught me a really cool technique when I was eight years old and he said, son, all you have to do is ask them to tell you their story of how they met. If they oh. just start telling you the story of how they met, then they anchor an emotional connection to you. And then yeah. you now have to find them a diamond that is symbolic to the life that they want to create together. And when you find that diamond that is symbolic to the life they want to create forever, then they'll of course choose from you over Tiffany's or Bachendorf's or Jared's. So, so I learned that at a, at a very young age, the importance of that, which I think is a good lesson for all of us because right now, think of how many people are listening to this message right now that, that you're, you feel like you're selling the same thing as the guy next door or the company next door. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, how am I any different? The only, the, only, the only way I can change it up is if I lower the price or I give a new incentive. But that's not the technique. The technique is 
you have to sell the value, you have to sell the emotion, you have to sell the why, uh, you, have to, you have to just be a superior sales warrior than anyone else. Uh, you have to connect differently. Yeah, and, and you, you said, A, first of all, that's absolutely incredible that you learned that at eight years old and that, that your father taught you that emotional connection because that is so powerful. And, and uh, a friend of mine, Alon Zyber, talks about emotional intelligence and, and creating that emotional uh, connection when you're, when you're selling. It is so important. But the, the way that your father explained that to you and the way that you just told it is absolutely so powerful in that situation. I can, I can imagine that you, you would be very, very successful selling like that. Yeah, so that was very helpful. And then, and then the second thing, uh, my kind of upbringing, my, my mom is a, a professor. She actually just retired this year. She's been teaching public speaking and debate at a college level for 50 years. And nice. um, yeah, and one of the things that she really taught me that is so true to this day is she would say, in a debate, it doesn't matter what you believe, it matters what you can prove. Yes. Which, think about that as a sales warrior that's listening to you right now, is you might believe that your product or service is, is superior and better than your competition, but can you prove it? Do you have the evidence to back it up? Yeah. Can you, can you show them why it's better? If you're 20% more than the competition, well, then well, why does it, why? Like, what's the evidence to back up why you're 20% more? And so that evidence is very important. So it doesn't matter what you believe, it matters what you can prove in the court of law, just like in sales. And then the third thing, was my Sunday school teacher growing up was Zig Ziglar, which was um, really cool. You know, I was very no, 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 no. Let's just back up a second. The the real Zig Ziglar, the, the Zig real, Zig the real Zig Ziglar. Yep. So, and I, of course, I'm. You know, I always, it, I, I didn't really know who he was, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't really understand or appreciate who he was. I just thought he was a very motivational guy that my parents. You know, I went to his Sunday school growing up, and I mean, Sunday school I had like a hundred, hundred something people in his class. Yeah, you know, but. Yeah. Um, but it was just, you know, what I learned from him was, was just the power of attitude. You know, he yeah. was just all about attitude he was all about, you know, your, your, your attitude will determine your altitude. And so, so I, I just, so that was really what I took from that. And that's really, that's really shaped me, I would say who I am today. And so sell, selling for me was always a plan, a career versus a plan B. I think most human beings, unfortunately, it's a plan B career for him, not a plan A career. Um, and so I, I really felt early on in my life that I wanted to ignite the pride, purpose, and respect professional selling. And I, I went out to go and seek that and try to be a master of that, of that craft, of that art form. Uh, just like a, a martial artist tries to be a master mm -hmm. of a martial art craft form, I think, I think selling is the same way. But the problem is, is that I found that so many sales trainers out there are more theorists than practitioners. And that was very frustrating to me. And so, so even though I studied all of them, I just had this inkling inside of me that a lot of them uh, were more consultants. They were more kind of researchers and, and students of it, but they weren't practitioners. They didn't, they didn't kind of live what they preached. And so, so I went on to start my own training company uh, many years ago now. And my whole goal was to be the first sales training company that was created by a sales practitioner. So even to this day, um, I still prospect every day. Even to this day, everything that, that every video I create, every lesson that I teach, um, even though I've got many, many trainers now all around the world that teach the concepts that I create, 
before they're allowed to teach anything I create, I personally have to vet it and I have to do it. Yeah. So, so I have to say, not just I believe this will work, not just I think it'll work, not just the research says it'll work, but I, Jason Forrest, have practiced this routine and this is the result that I have received. So therefore it's like, I've, you know, it, it works now. Like, right. So I feel like with integrity, I, I, I can tell people it works. Well, the comments I get, like I was just on a graduation call today with one of my trainers, took a team of salespeople through a, a program, our 90 day program. They were graduating today. Mm-hmm. And one of the veterans said, I just tell you right now, I can't stand training. I hate training, but man, you've really proved me wrong on this thing. This thing is, <laughs> this thing is a very different approach. But what he was saying is, is that he's just sick and tired of being a sales veteran being taught by these sales posers, these philosophies that are not real in the real world. They're not what real people do. And so he's, they're tired of the textbook college way of selling and they want real stuff. And so, so, so I told him today, I said, that's the greatest compliment you could possibly give me is when a veteran says this stuff is legit and this is real. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, I think you're reading my mind, man. You're reading my mind. It's it, because I agree with you 100 percent when it comes to a lot of a lot of a lot of people lead people down a lot of uh, lead, lead others down paths as gurus, trainers, whatever, without really living the life, fighting the battle. And, and that's that's what I see a lot of. And, and and especially today with the online, the way that you can you can make yourself look a lot of different ways just with the right people around you and doing what you can do and not be able to create a result that that really um would would support that i'll just say that uh, with with being nice because there are a lot of people that make a lot of money every day on people that are that are desperate for change or looking for inspiration and they can't do it but they will still take their money no matter what and uh Man, I just I really appreciate your position on this because, listen, salespeople at the end of the day, if you're helping salespeople and you're not helping them to drive more sales at at the end of the day, you're a wasting your time. But it's different than somebody that say when I grew up in engineering, I you know in that in that position, there's virtually no bonus, no commission, whatever, based on, you know, you're doing your engineering job and you get paid your engineering wage in sales. I might not get paid hardly anything if I'm not successful and I will not stay there very long. Uh, if I'm not producing, I mean that there's the, the, uh, the risk is so much higher from a personal financial standpoint, from a long-term for a long-term employment standpoint, that if you're actually showing people practical ways that they can sell, it's it's just light years ahead of others, light years ahead of others. So, yeah, so so that's a, that's a good critical thinking question. I think for everyone right now and, and, and Brene Brown says it best where she talks about, you know, you find a circle of advisors that you can trust, but before you let them in your arena, she says, ask yourself a critical thinking question. And that is, um, have they done what you're trying to do? Mm-hmm. And, and, and if the answer is yes, then allow them to be in their, your arena and allow them to critique you and to coach you and to give you feedback. But if they have not done what you are, are attempting to do and what you desire to do, then they have not earned the right to give you feedback. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's pretty fair. 
it, it it is fair it is fair and and uh and and you know there's a lot of people that will disagree with that but i i think it's hard to it's hard to beat the experience from doing something and and that is as you say prospecting someone can talk all day about well you should prospect this way but if you haven't done it and really experienced it that does truly work in your industry maybe or whatever the applicable things are you really don't know well, let, well, you know what? So, so let's talk about that, Damon. Yeah, because, yeah. So let's talk about that because I will tell you right now, it is a thousand times easier to agree with a lot of these uh, teachers right now that talk about, hey, cold calling is dead. Stop doing that. Or, you know, stop uh, whatever the direct messaging on LinkedIn, some of the techniques that, that you know, that work. And they, and they, teach, they teach these concepts of, of not to do them. And, and they, they try to come up with this research that backs it up. But th the problem is, is that it's just not true. Like the, 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 um, it's, it's more comfortable to listen to them to say, okay, you know what? I'm just like, for example, let me give you a, for instance. So a lot of people say, Hey, you know what? Uh, cold calling is dead. Direct messaging is dead. You know, being provocative is dead when it comes to, you know, being assertive and going after people hunting, I call them being a warrior. So instead they'll say, hey, just be on LinkedIn and just post something every day. And as long as you post every day and as long as you're in groups, as long as you're posting, as long as you're contributing, then people will come to you. Well, that, yeah. that is just 100% false. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there might be, you might have like one out of a thousand times that you post something, someone comes to you and says, hey, this is really interesting. Do you have any service that can talk about, you know, that might happen one out of a thousand times, but but, but you have to be, you have to go after the business. You have yes. to work it. So, so for example, okay, what do I do then? Well, what I do is if, if you people, if people follow me, I post stuff every day. We post every single day. So I personally post at least once a day, my company FPG posts four to five times a day of content that we are constantly pushing. And, and then what do we do? Here's our, here's our technique. What we do is, is we wait for people to like us. So one of the techniques we do is people will like or they'll comment on our post. So we yep. call it, Damon, check this out. We call it trolling for money. <laughs> so yeah. It's like fishing for dollars, right? Yeah. So, so anyone who likes or comments on our stuff, well, then we look at that and we go, okay, is this a potential customer? And then we direct message them. Yep. And then we, then we go one step further to not just direct message them, but then get using a tool called Seamless, uh, which we, we yep. prefer. So we use Seamless and we immediately get in there and we find their email and we find their phone number. And then we, we reach out, we send them an email, we send them a dub video. Uh, hey, thanks for, hey, this is Jason Forrest. Um, you know, I, I saw that you commented on my post talking about, you know, blank and blank. Um, you know, would love to, to have a further conversation with you about how we can help you do blank and blank. Um, so right at the bottom of this, of this video, you could respond back with an email tell me a good time to talk, or I have my calendar link. Just go ahead and put yourself on my calendar, find a convenient time and, uh, love to talk to you about how we can help you do blank. Yeah. Yeah. And here, yeah, the, the, the people that say that you don't have to be offensive in sales are wrong. It's simply wrong. I mean, you put yourself in the right position, like you're saying, by the, the posting and doing what you're doing. And then that outreach that you're doing is all offensive at that point. And, and, and it's offensive and 
I'm probably not using the right words, but courteous. It's not, you're not going out there. Hey, you know, you're just saying, listen, I'd like to talk because I've, I've taken the time to, to look at your, you or what you're about. And I think it might be worth us talking rather than the, the spray and pray, which, which is, I think what some people are talking about, uh, or where I'm just going to go, I'm going to blanket these 10,000 people and I'm going to send them an email no matter what. And I'm going to, or, or I'm going to direct message them. And that's completely different. You're what you're talking about is a, is it's offensive, but it's targeted offensive. It's about someone that is connected with what you were saying and what you're saying is probably relating to what you do. And if you do that in the way that I've seen you do it, uh, that that's very effective. So that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's very, it's very effective. Right. And so, um, so I, you know, t- so to me, I mean, so a simple technique that, that I use is, um, four steps. So four steps, this comes from, uh, kind of all my background and persuasion and so forth, but four simple steps when it comes to direct messaging people, when it comes to creating my, my dub videos. Uh, so again, I use dub dubb.com yep. versus, versus bomb bomb. I'm sure there's plenty of tools out there. I I've tried many of them. I prefer dub. Um, I, I don't get, uh, paid from them. I should, but, but I, yeah, don't, yeah. I, rec- I recommend them to everyone. So, yeah. um, but but I, but the four, the four techniques I, or four steps I use is number one, whenever you're following up or direct messaging someone, uh, make sure that number one, you make it personal. Yep. Okay. So number two is you disrupt the pattern. So disrupt the pattern is a very important uh, set of skills yep. when it comes to selling. And that is you just have to change it up, right? So the sameness, uh, so, so the, the, the death of a, of a prospector is sameness. Yep. So everyone write, everyone write this down. The death of a prospector is sameness. So if you are saying the same thing, doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, you're just, it's the death, right? It's just noise. So you, you have to disrupt the pattern in some way. Uh, the third is, is you have to teach them something new because if you yep. can educate them on something they've never thought about before, I promise you they will pay attention. And then number four is you have to have a call to action. Yep. So like, like I got direct messages recently from, uh, from someone who creates these, these, uh, these, these, um, some sort of audio portfolio, like a motivational video. They kind of take my yeah. content and turn it into a motivational video and then push it out to a bunch of people. And, and, um, you know, he gave me some really cool stats in his direct message. And I mean, I get, I get, I get probably a hundred direct messages a day, yeah. try, people trying to solicit their stuff to me. And I'm okay with it. I mean, I just kind of scroll through it, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. normal. It's normally all noise. But I, I am look. I'm a buyer. I'm a buyer in the sense I'm looking for something that's going to improve my business, improve my life, make me more money, solve a problem. And so I just scroll through it very quickly. And if you can disrupt the pattern with me, if you can teach me something new, you know, if you can make it personal in some way, well, then I immediately kind of pay attention to what you're saying. And then if it's a strong enough offer, then I'll respond. Like in this guy, in this guy's case, I responded and I said, Hey, this is pretty cool. Tell me more about this and, and how much does it cost and what's the deal? And, you know, and so we're, we're kind of currently in a dialogue, you know, I mean, yeah. I haven't done business with them yet, but out of the hundred in that one day, he's the only one I've responded to. Yeah. Yeah. So it does work. You just have to be really good at it. <laughs> you just yeah. have to be different, you know? Yeah. And, and that you are, that is one of the things I think that everyone, um, not everyone, but the the really effective salespeople understand you come to come at it from a different perspective. You you make them think, uh, you know, by teaching them something new, like you're saying, and that disrupting the pattern is 
is critical, as you say. And you brought up one of the things that you do, the dub video. You you talk about dub video like it's uh, it's a commonplace knowledge, but I'll tell you, there's not enough people that are using video messaging. Uh, even the fact of if you got if you know somebody, an existing customer that you just want to keep selling more to popping them a video on your phone and sending it to them rather than writing out an email or something stupid like that, that little, you know, disrupting the, the sameness again, as you said, or disrupting that pattern and, and making yourself stand out or, or help them in a different way. It's so key. You're correct. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I'm a huge video email person to your point. I, I, um, I look, I'm all about leveraging strengths, right? So, so I am a way better persuasive speaker than I am a persuasive writer. And, yeah. it, and I'm much more effective and efficient, even though I've written five or six books. I don't know how many is now, but, but, yeah. I'm, but I've got writers. I've got teams and editors and all kinds of stuff that do that. So, so it's much easier for me to uh, do a video, you know, partly because I didn't, I didn't really focus too much when I was a kid in like, you know, grammar and high school and so forth. I didn't mm -hmm. really think about school until I was in college. And so a lot of that foundational stuff is not real strong with me. So instead... I like to use the advantages, right? So, so I do a lot of videos. Like today, for example, I did. I sent a dub video to a bunch of clients. We've got a mm -hmm. big master, a big uh, leadership sales coaching um, advanced group that I meet with uh, our, a bunch of clients on Thursdays. And so I sent out a dub video uh, reminding them to get them inspired about what we're going to talk about on Thursday. Yeah. So they all show up, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I do all kinds of stuff. So I'll show you here. Here's a little simple folder uh, to show you some of the stuff that I do. So. Uh, for example, this was a this was a fun one. This was a fun one. So I don't know if you can probably hear all this stuff, but here, here are four questions that you must ask yourself every single day. Number one, what do I want to accomplish by when? Number two, why is it important to me? The why must be greater than the sacrifice. Uh, number three, uh, what's my process pattern and strategy? What's what's my how? In order to so this is this is just me creating a memoji of myself. Yeah, yeah, right. That's well, awesome. that's just that's disrupting the pattern. Because I mean, I, I sent this either in a dub video or if you had their cell phone number, you just sent you just sent it right directly to them. Yeah. But this disrupts the pattern because they're like, "What in the world? What is Jason sending me a emoji of himself in a video?" Well, of course they're gonna they're gonna play that. I've sent this in a LinkedIn video. I've sent emojis yes. of myself in LinkedIn videos. Um, check this out. This is another one. This guy. Ho, ho, ho. Is a Santa. You say so this was me i paid 50 bucks 50 bucks to get to i sent this guy a script the santa script and he paid 50 bucks for him to read the script and uh, create oh, the wow. santa video and then what i did is i took i made a list of my top 50 customers 50 50 uh prospects that i was going after in december and yeah. i i used apple clips so apple clips is a free app on your if you have an iphone it's a free app free app and and what i basically did is i took this guy the santa and then I created a personalized video at the end of Santa's message. So Santa goes on for, you know, let's say a minute or so, right? Yeah. And then at the end, it's, it's um, hey, this is Jason Forrest. Uh, just like Santa said, it's important for you, for you to give yourself the greatest gift of all, which is the gift of improved sales this year for yourself and your sales team. And that, so then I went, so that was, right? So I'm yeah. using Santa and then I'm coming in yep. and, and applying it. So, I mean, just try things, you know, this is me. This is me, um, check this out. This is me boxing. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're working out. Right, so this is me boxing. So I did another, I did a video of me boxing 
And because it, it disrupts the pattern, right? So I do a video of me boxing and then I add a clip at the end that kind of makes my point because it's different. Like, why is Jason sending me a video of me boxing? Well, of course, you got to make it relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you can't just be yak. Yeah, but you are disrupting the pattern and then you, 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 you know, let them know. And it is a reason, a, a valid reason why you're reaching out and those kind of things. But that catches the attention it, and, and what you're doing and, and people that are listening. I mean, it's the same reason why you make sure that you're above the fold on your website is really interesting because then people will either scroll down or click on what you want them to click on. It's if it's if it's boring as heck, they're not going to go any further than that. And they're off in a second. And we have so many different things that are bombarding us every minute of every day right now. You have to disrupt that pattern, as you said, to get to get the attention, because it oftentimes we are trying to sell something to somebody that actually needs it. So it's it's not like we're pushing something on somebody. We're just trying to get their attention to say, you might want to spend money on this because this could be very beneficial for you. And honestly, a lot of people look at sales negatively, but in, in many cases, that is the case. They really should be spending that money. But we're trying to get as salespeople, trying to get their attention to go, you, you really should be spending this money and they don't even know it. And we got to get their attention. So, yeah. Well, well, well the, so I, I, I call them the levels of a warrior, right? So the levels of a sales warrior. So the bottom level, uh, the sales, these are salespeople that are very afraid and they're, they're kind of followers. They don't have yeah. a lot of value. And then right above that, I call them helpers. This is actually the majority of salespeople that are out there. They're just helpers. So it's a, it's a good thing. I mean, their, their positive intention is I truly yeah. want to help people, but they, they're not going about it the right way. So they're very passive in their approach. And their, their story they tell themselves is, is people uh, will, will, I, will be able, I will be able to help people when people ask for my help. So they're kind of waiting they're like waiting for the doctor to say, hey, I want to help you, patient, you know? Yeah. So right above that is a leader. And a leader says, you know what? No, nope, I'm a leader and I'm going to take a person to a place they wouldn't go on their own. And people aren't going to ask for my help. And I need to I need to go in and just be the expert and be the doctor and be the advisor and go help people without people asking, without getting permission. But the final level is a warrior. And a warrior really is that, that top, let's say, 10% of sales professionals that are out there. And these are people that are true advocates i mean they are just they they bleed their company's colors and they just 100 percent believe that if people don't go forward with them they're making the biggest mistake of their life and they're truly a protector of their company's profit margins the company the way they do business but they're also a protector of their customer's best interest so for example yeah. if the customer you know the customer's thinking hey they're gonna save a couple bucks you know save 20 percent by going with you know, the competitor A, well, they also feel like it's their, it's their perfect right to let the customer know, I also need to protect you from yourself because by you spending 20% less, you really are getting less and you're not going to accomplish your overall goal. Mm -hmm. So they're, no, they're a protector. They're a protector of everything. And, yeah. and the problem is, Damon, is most companies, in my opinion, are started by warriors. So most companies are started by some entrepreneur, some artist, some, some warrior, some advocate that says, hey, we've got something here. We've got a cure for something that's better than everyone else is doing it. Or they wouldn't have started it or they, yeah. they, shouldn't, have, they yeah. shouldn't have started. They don't have that answer. The problem is 
the reason they don't scale is because they're the only they're the last and only warrior in their company and they haven't uh, kind of knighted or created or hired accordingly to other warrior spirits and taught them how to be a warrior like the founder is yeah wow that's well said well said and you that is honestly why a lot of companies don't scale or if they do it's it's still the the founder is still the the cornerstone of the company you know we in, in our work when we're when we're helping the companies get get that that portion of their business when you're going okay i i i want to know what's next beyond me running this business today and i want to create a business that's got legacy and long-term value and um a lot of times that's what we're dealing with are people that are that are they're the greatest salesperson in their company and they've got the order takers behind them that will take their orders and and they can have a hundred million dollar company like that they can they can be the and but their company to an outsider is worth very very little because they have no sales warriors in there that can carry on that tradition of of making those relationships and helping those companies by showing them what they do so well and 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 helping those customers decide that that we we have times that that you simply can't change that in some people i was on a conversation two weeks ago with a larger construction company and uh, i don't mean huge construction company but it was uh, tens of millions of dollars in revenue and and the owner was that person that that still did that in their company and they were wondering why they've they've been um they came to us after several tries and and i said listen you have a, you have a choice we we either get you to this position because this is why it's not happening right now either you you have to move into that position where you have other warriors and in, in your terms i didn't have the term then but i i will steal it from you uh but they had no warriors it, he, he was the he was the warrior and a lot of other uh, a lot of other followers behind him that executed very nicely but it, it is something that plagues many 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 businesses uh especially in the smaller but even in the larger and i i i've Honestly, I've seen it up in companies that are over $50 million that 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 owner is still the reason why they do what they do and and can do what they do. Um, And then they wonder when they look at a private equity company trying to buy them because they're in the size that they should be able to be bought and they should be bought for 40, 50, 60 million dollars. And a private equity company looks at them, they pass, first of all, or they you know, cut the the value down to half of what it's worth. I had a client two years ago that was in that situation. Uh, and it was, it was simply because they had not created those warriors in their, in their organization. So I don't know if you've ever got called in on that situation, but I think the people that you create would be very valuable in those situations. So, yes. So, so, okay. So let's, let's address that. Cause I think that's yeah, yeah. really good. I, I said really, about a hundred things there, but <laughs> well, no, that's, that's addressed. That's a really good, it's a really good question. So the question is, is, as a founder, how do we kind of start slowly letting go of being the, the primary warrior and how do we kind of teach others to be that warrior? So I'm going to teach you a concept that, um, that I think is pretty powerful. I remember the first time I, I said it at a, a C-suite event with a guy named Jeffrey Hazlett, former CMO of Kodak, and he was a celebrity judge on The Apprentice and so forth. He was like, wait a minute, what is this, Jason? <laughs> like he was like blown away with this simple concept. So the simple concept is no show do teach mm-hmm. no show do teach so any manager any leader on the call right now 
I, I want everyone to be very clear. Your value is equal to how many people can you create that can number one, be self-sufficient, which means they do not need to be managed and supervised by you. And number two, that you create to be better than you, to replace you, to create a legacy. So your value to your organization is determined by number one, how many self-sufficient employees can you create again, which means they can do the job without your supervision. And number two is that you can create leaders to replace you. Okay. So, well, how do we do that while we're trying to run a company and while we've got, uh, you know, when, when the founder is, the, is also the best salesperson, how does all this work? You know, cause I don't want to just hand all this stuff off, Jason, because if I hand it all off, then I'm not going to get the sales I need because I'm the best salesperson. I mean, I get it. I, I totally get it. So the technique I created is called no show do teach. What this means is, is let's say you want to teach a salesperson how to do what you're doing. Well, the first thing you would do is you would give them the knowledge. So intellectually you would say, Hey, well, here's what I'm about to go do. So mm -hmm. here's what I'm about to go do. Okay. Then show, they shadow you, right? So they watch and they take notes. And while I'm, while I'm doing this, make sure you take yeah. copious notes about everything I'm doing. Okay. What I say, how I say it, when I say it, just the whole thing. So be a student of copying me. And then number three, so no show do right is then you have them do it in a role play type scenario. So now, so now sales, now sales warrior. Now, now what did you learn? Let's discuss what you, what you learned. And I want you to kind of do it back. What you saw me do, ask me lots of questions and then kind of demonstrate back to me. Right. Then the next part of the do is they do it with a prospect while you are shadowing and providing air support and closing the deal. If you have to, yeah, this allows you to make sure that you don't lose any of the revenue because you're handing off one of your precious leads to mm -hmm. a untrained sales warrior. So you won't lose it because you're going to be on the call. So you'll make sure it gets done. Uh, if you have to be a wingman and jump in and take yeah. over. Uh, but at the same time, you're teaching them how to do it, right? So you're accomplishing, you're, you're creating that legacy. So no show, do teach. So what's the teach part? Well, the teach part is, is they then have to go teach the no show do to someone else. Yep. Because so if they point, can teach it to someone else, they truly are a master now. Yeah, right? exactly. And, that, and that's where it, that's where the legacy, the yeah. downline is, is now very strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome advice. And I, I tell you, I, that is, that is very powerful what you've said right there. And, and it is, if, if, if there are people, executives and business owners that are listening now, it, that is a great, great process there. And it is something that they need to do um, because it, it's just, it does increase your value significantly in your business and your ability to scale your business. Cause you, you will, you will stagnate and you will die at that level if you don't. Um, oh guys, just, I just, so much knowledge, man. And it is truly a pleasure to get to talk to you for a moment because the, your, your personality and your, your, your desire to teach just exudes from you. And it's so cool to hear that and, and listen to you talk. I've got to go back and talk to you, ask you a couple other questions though, because you, you were been rated, uh, in the sales category and global gurus, I saw this at uh, uh, number five. 
Now, now tell me, I didn't look at the entire list that much, but I saw that. But it, number five in the Global Gurus, I'm familiar with that platform. But uh, explain that a little bit. And then also, too, something about the programs as well. I saw that. So explain that because that's that's quite an accomplishment. I mean, I'm, I'm very I'm very grateful. I will tell you that because um, all the people on the list. Um, so Grant Cardone's number one. So I'm coming for you, Grant Cardone. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> so I'm coming for you. Uh, but Grant Cardone is number one. Uh, but all the people that all the people that we we outranked this year, I outranked. It's a team effort. Um, it, it's people that I studied since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you've got Jordan Belfort, The Wolf of Wall Street. You know, everyone's yeah. seen the movie of Leonardo DiCaprio. He's on the list. Uh, you've got uh, you know the creators of Challenger Sale and Spin Selling, Solution Selling. You've got I mean, you've got all kinds of Jeffrey Gittimer. I mean, I went to his conference. So people that I've like studied and, yeah. and uh, revered and respected. So, you know, so that, that's a, it's a cool, it's a cool, grateful, you know, kind of moment. I mean, I remember going to a Jeffrey Gittimer seminar with my dad when I was like 22 years old. Yeah. Uh, you know, taking notes with my dad and, and going to that stuff. So, and then, and then, and then Warrior Selling is listed as number uh, one in the United States right now and number two in the world for sales training programs overall which wow. I'm very, very excited about. So we're, the, we're number one in the United States, number two in the world. And uh, Leadership Sales Coaching, which is our sales management development program, is listed as number one in the world and is taught at several universities as a part of their MBA in sales management. So, wow. so we have partnered with a lot of sales managers. So I'm very proud of that one because uh, that was actually one of the first courses I created was Leadership Sales Coaching. And I, my philosophy was was that a salesperson is an athlete and they should be coached like an athlete, not managed like an employee. Yeah. So then I said, okay, well, let me go study um, other sales management training programs out there. Well, they were all too, again, philosophical. They just weren't, they weren't real. So I said, okay, well, I can't find anyone that I like. So now let me go create one. And so I said, okay, well, let's go study the world's best performance sports coaches. And so I, I had a great time, studied all of them. And the, the, there's a, a few that I highlighted, so that I really mm -hmm. respected. Bill Bilicek, when it came to his uh, um, tacticalness. Uh, uh, Nick Saban, when it comes to his recruiting and his culture. And Pete Carroll, when it comes to his mindset. And so my philosophy was, okay, well, what, did, what would Bill Bilicek, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll do if they were running a sales team today? How would they yeah. do it? And so that was the pre-frame uh, around the leadership sales coaching book and curriculum uh, that it goes with. Since then, it's evolved and it's improved yeah. quite a bit since then. But that was the that was the original preframe, and and so far, no one's been able to beat that because again, all of the competition they they go too too philosophical on leadership, and they don't they don't go enough nuts and bolts of what it, what it, again what would Nick Saban do today if he was running yeah. the sales team, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I love your practical nature and what you talk about and, and being a practitioner, not a philosopher, because uh, because, uh, you know, it will it'll create results. And that's what at the end of the day, that's what we have to do as, as salespeople and 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 to be effective in anything we do. So um, awesome. Awesome. It, it just I, I did, we could sit here and talk a long time, Jason. And, and I, I just want to say first of all i appreciate you spending this time i know you're very busy and sharing what you shared today and getting to know you a little bit better i mean i i come back to this stuff and i go i still am blown away that zig ziglar was your sunday school teacher and i listened to the story that your father's uh taught you at eight years old about how creating that emotional connection with a buyer and then picking the diamond that will 
will, uh, you know, show them or represent the life that they will create. I mean, just that that kind of stuff uh, that you've shared here today is it is deeply impacted me, and I know it has deeply impacted the people out there. And I can only imagine being in the forest performance group, uh, doing one of your 90 day uh, programs or doing your leadership programs has to be uh, a life changing event for these people that do it. Um, so thanks so much for being here. Um, any, any final thoughts? I want to be respectful of your time today, but man, I just appreciate it so much. Well, th thanks for having me. Yeah, the last thing I'll say is, is um, we, we have added a new wing of our company over a year ago now and it has become very successful for us uh, so we've decided to merge a training company an assessment company and a recruiting company in one so ah. we will go out there and find that fearless sales warrior for you so i call them gumps forrest gump so goal-oriented unleashed motivated procedural based we use third-party assessments to make sure they're better than at least half your team. So you, so we yeah. only will present to you the best and top grade for you. We make sure they're a culture fit. Then once you approve of the candidate, we put them through our 90 day warrior selling training program uh, and guarantee their success. If they are a sales manager or director or VP, then in addition to the warrior selling training program, they also get a 12 month leadership sales coaching mentorship program as well. So, yeah. uh, so we, we've, we've completely disrupted the entire recruiting industry, uh, because every other recruiter out there, you know, one, they don't even know, most of them don't know truly what a sales warrior is, yeah. but we're the only one that's combined a recruiting company, an assessment company and a training company in one. So we will, we will, we will hand you a sales warrior or a sales coach on a silver platter and guarantee their success and make sure they're onboarded successfully for you. Wow. That's, that's powerful because you know, it just is it. If, and I don't even have to elaborate to people out there that have hired sales uh, executives or sales teams and, um, having that the full suite of getting the right person in the right seat and then getting them the right training to be successful is that last step is is often the hardest thing that the you know the assessment is critical of course the recruitment is critical that training that you offer probably is the one that drives them to the top of the top of the crop like you like you said yeah so. and and damon it gives our clients a a um in today's uh, a tough and tough hiring environment. It gives our clients an edge because they're partnering now with FPG to do the onboarding. Yeah. Right. So they get to yeah. go to a salesperson and say, Hey, come work for XYZ company because they're going to, they're going to, they're going to see you as a sales warrior. They're going to treat you as a sales warrior. They're going to train you. They're going to show you how to be successful as you, as you can be. So it also yeah. gives them kind of an edge, which is, which is nice as well. A hiring edge, like you said, a hiring edge, a hiring because edge. not only yeah. we're we just going to hire you and put you out there and let you sell, we are going to make sure you have the best chance of success because we take you through this, this, uh, program and we make sure you're the right person. Yeah. That's, that's really cool because that is an advantage that a lot of people may not first see like I didn't, but it is really good for the employee because it is, it is an, a, a, an employee market right now. Uh, in a lot of a lot of industries, and that that could be the differentiator that got you the people that you really wanted. Yeah, I will. I'll end with this by saying: when you train your people, you are subconsciously communicating to them 
that I believe you matter in this sales transaction. If you do not train them, you are communicating them subconsciously that it's not about you. It's about the price. It's about the economy. It's about who's the president in office. It's about all these other circumstances. It's not about you. Then when you communicate to that to them, then you get frustrated when they come back to you and they complain that the reason why they're not selling is because they don't have the right product, the right price, circumstance, economy. So if you, if you want to prevent them from giving those excuses, then you must communicate, I believe you're worth it. And I believe if we upgrade your mindset process and language, then you have what it takes to overpower whatever negative circumstances yes. is, is going on out there. Yes. That's an incredible way to end it. And I will just stop there. Jason Forrest, Forrest Performance Group. Thank you so much for being here today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And I know the people listening have got value out of this. And I look forward to following you and your videos on LinkedIn are great. If people aren't following you now, they should be following you just to see your daily stuff. And uh, thanks once again and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, man, you're going to want to watch this one again. Jason Forrest, Forrest Performance Group. His links are in, in the post that I did for this. His links are going to be on the YouTube uh, YouTube uh, video that we have for this and on our blog. So thanks everyone for joining us. We'll be back again on Thursday. Thank you.